Hello and welcome to uh, Critical Line Item. My name's Tom Rablick and thank you for joining me for this particular podcast. Over the past week or so, we've uh, seen an amplification of the existence of Quine on, uh, in Australia with the Four Corners report that aired uh, recently uh, talking about the fact that Prime Minister Scott Morrison's wife has a friend who has a husband that is a Quine on adherent. And at the centre of all of that is the issue of whether or not uh, Tim Stewart, the husband of Lynette Stewart, who is the friend of Jenny Morrison, who happens to be married to Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister, had some influence in getting the word ritual into a speech. Quite apart from the fact that it's caused uh, a lot of stir on, uh, on Twitter and social media and elsewhere, uh, is uh, the fact that there's not a lot of not a lot of focus on what young people think of all of this fuss. Now, joining me to talk about what young people think of all of this fuss is Leo Puglisi. Now, Leo, as, as uh, some of you would know, is the chief banker and founder of Six News. It broadcasts on a regular basis at eight pm on YouTube, except when YouTube decides to bump the channel off. Um, and Leo is going to have, have a bit of a yak about me about the Quinon phenomenon, as well as a couple of other issues. We'll see where we go. Leo, thank you for joining me. Great to be here. <clears throat> and um, Leo needs a glass of water. But oh, well. <laughs> I, got, I got a Six News mug with uh, nothing but pencil shavings in it. Uh, I'll live. It's not COVID. That's what's important. That's what's important. There we go. Yeah, there's a Six News mug in your... Wait a second. Let, let explain this. There's a Six News mug with pencil shavings in it. Yeah. Um, well, you know, when you're doing remote learning, um, there's only so many, uh, so many places you can go when you're stuck in a Zoom meeting because I don't uh, use my laptop for that. I've got a stuck desktop computer. Um, so the only place to put the pencil shavings was in one of two mugs. The other one uh, is behind me right now next to the TV. Uh you can see it. No one else can. But um, the, yeah, it's, it's you know, something. We, we use it on air, though. I think the amount of times... You know, you, I'm taking a drink of water uh, in the middle of some broadcast is crazy and uh, live broadcast especially, which is why I'm glad um, that we're, as Six News, we're working on live broadcast improvements so we can actually cut to footage so you don't see me, you know, uh, drinking uh, on air. Drinking water, that is. Let's make that very clear. Yeah, no, that's okay. I wouldn't expect that you'd be doing anything else other than drinking water, Leo. Now, over the recent, as I said in the intro, um, the extremist uh, sort of cult-like theories that emerge out of the US by the QAnon uh, conspiracies, the sort of online you know, chatter and proliferation of uh, general crazy. Uh, you're... you're a bit younger than me. How do you see it? How do you see it? What do you think? Oh, you know, I mean, I think it's always great when we um, are able to think critically about issues. Um, but, you know, the fact is, what is going on with QAnon? There is nothing to back up what is, what's being said. Uh, for instance, today, they, um, in the US, were attacking, and this is, you know, a low point, going after Joe Biden after his dog died overnight, Champ, Champ Biden uh, died. And they're saying, oh, the numbers, are, uh, Champ was 13, it's 22 weeks to Biden's 
birthday or something like that or anniversary of the election or something crazy like that and this oh it's connection that he like what again you know i mean we don't usually call something you know untrue unless it is untrue and you know this isn't me being biased i'm not biased uh in what i'm saying here but what is being said is untrue the only stuff that is um you know that might be uh, close to true that QAnon conspiracy theorists have said is either vague connections or things that non-conspiracy theorists have said. None of these connect the dots with the numbers thing have ever been proven to be true. So again, you know, it's it's important that we think critically, but we also have to think critically about the critical thinking skills and think critically about QAnon because, um, it, you know, there's a lot more evidence going against it than there is for it, I can tell you that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm well aware of it, having sort of bathed in that kind of literature as part of uh, some intense studies looking at terrorism, extremism and, and other, other elements in recent years. When you see the way in which the social media particularly raises these issues. Do you have any concern the way people talk about this stuff online? Uh, well, you know, there's two different points out there in terms of people talking about QAnon in support of it. Um, you know, I think, you know, they have to, again, you know, look at it critically and determine there is a lot of evidence for it, there is a lot against. And, you know, I never thought um, ever when starting you know, Six News, and of course, QAnon's been around since like 2017, but didn't really blow up till the pandemic. Um, I never thought that I would be fact-checking conspiracies like um, Joe Biden's died and Hunter Biden's died and all this stuff, um, but I'm having to because it has gone so mainstream. Um, and we, I, I have QAnon conspiracy theorists who follow me, and they praise my work despite me, you know, calling out the lies multiple time and I appreciate that that's uh, I'll take that as a compliment um but you know we've been reporting on how since the end of the US election they've almost given up on it because um you know they you know I think they said oh he'll be back in March no 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 he'll be back in August um I'm telling you this he won't be back in August I will eat a hat on live uh TV or streaming if he comes back in August as President Donald Trump, um, uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any uh, any danger of you having to wear a hat with tomato sauce. <laughs> oh, no. It's in again August. we we just again we we have to think critically, and I know I'm repeating myself here, but we also have to think critically about things like QAnon. In terms of what outsiders think, those who aren't in support of it, well, <laughs> they themselves are kind of becoming conspiracy theorists too like when we had the talk about scott morrison's recent links people who were you know anti-qanon but you know on the left you know labor kind of things they were then coming up with conspiracy theories saying tim stewart's practically the chief of staff or stuff like that no obviously there's a a connection based off the reports we've seen from crikey the guardian and now four corners and we've been talking about this but um to suggest that, you know, Tim Stewart has had, you know, 24-7 influence over Morrison is, well, that's a conspiracy too. Uh, oh, how, 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 can it, 
How can he have 24-7 influence on Scott Morrison if he's spending all his damn time looking at a device and writing writing stuff on Twitter? I mean, honestly, it, exactly. Well, it's more like Gab and Parler now, uh, no longer Twitter. But, um, you know, exactly. Yeah. It's, the, the, you know, uh, I, I doubt, um, you know, they would even be close friends or even friends um, uh, with the pandemic and how Morrison handled that, you know, how everyone's saying... The conspiracy theorists are saying, oh, um, pushing a globalist satanic agenda to, um, you know, the vaccines and all that. Um, and then you've got the people on, you know, centre left were saying, oh, this is why Morrison says has stuffed up the vaccine rollout. It's deliberate to please the QAnon conspiracy theorists. Like, what? I mean, Morrison could easily uh, utilise the QAnon conspiracy theory Um by not express, you know, fully coming out against it, just to grab, you know, votes. But you know, there is no evidence. He said he's it's it's dangerous, and QAnon conspiracy theorists aren't the kind of people, and I've been following them for way too long, um, aren't the kind of people who, you know, if someone goes out against them, they won't come back for them. Like all the so-called never Trumpers back in 2015 and 16 who suddenly support the Trump support Trump in 2021 they won't they they don't like them um and you can see that in YouTube comment sections for goodness sake anything that is not you know directly pro-Trump even if it is still conservative let's say uh Caitlyn Jenner the comments about her um uh were astounding uh John Bolton um former I think he was former UN advisor or something like that to Trump I don't remember that was early in the Trump presidency which felt like a while didn't it um that uh all you know views of Newsmax they'll go after them and a lot of those views yes they are conspiracy yeah. theorists so we have to um be careful if you're coming out against QAnon that's all good and well but don't uh, come up with your own crazy conspiracy theories. Well, I think... Because the, the, they, they, they won't be true either, let's be honest the, here. Well, the, the interesting element here that needs to be reflected on, I think, and you tell me if you think I've got this wrong, is that we've spent the better part of the past week watching Twitter feeds where people are arguing over where the reference to one word in a speech... Uh, has come from. So where one word came from in a speech has become a national conversation. We must be a lucky country if people have so much time to spend looking at <laughs> where one single word in a speech came from. I mean, it's an amazing... It, it, to me, it's amazing that we've got that amount that much bandwidth to be able to do what we do every day and then focus on one word in a speech delivered um, in Parliament. In, in like 2018 or 2019 too. Um, one word. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 you're right. And obviously that doesn't discount, you know, important to see whether this speech was changed directly from Tim Stewart influence. I mean, the text messages are pretty damning. Um and obviously, that's not the same as controlling the whole country, as I think a few people have suggested. Yeah, that's baseless. Yeah, yeah. But it's still important because that 
adding in ritual, you know, that changed a lot of things. And the fact is, the fact that the sexual abuse survivors, this is going off the ABC report, never actually mentioned the word ritual yeah. once. That is a point of concern there. Um, but you're right. If if that's the biggest thing we're worrying about for a week, if that's the flavour of the week, the flavour of the month, the word ritual, um, I'll take it. I'll take Australia. Uh Going yeah. off that, rather than we're talking about if an entire speech was to be forced to written at gunpoint, you know, we don't have to worry about that kind of stuff over here. Well, no, I think it. Um, uh, I think it's it, it's perspective. It's being proportionate about the issue, um, and it's fair that people ask the question: Where did this word come from? Even if you even if you do a Google search, some of the listeners might want to do go into advanced search in Google, put in the link of the Royal Commission website and go into um, go into the search the words of the ritual, sex, sexual abuse and whatever in different forms. The terms come up in, the, in, in various stories in the Royal Commission. So it's not as if the terms are foreign. The term is foreign to that. Uh, that context, it's just that it, it, it has a particular meaning in the context of Quanon and sort of satanic pedophile yeah. rings and whatever. Yeah, exactly. And we, and we know they will jump onto, you know, the smallest of words or the smallest of phrases, even sometimes out of context. You look at Trump, some of what, and I don't want to dwell, dwell on Trump too much, but even things he said, um, you know, this, uh, this is the biggest stolen election since something or I, I, for example um he was in i think uh i don't remember which state 50 u.s states um too many to count um and uh one of the flags behind him was a state flag with the u.s flag and that flag happened to have 1776 on it and the QAnon conspiracy theorists were not oh why 1776 behind trump this must be part of the plan that will be back in august no it's this it's it's on the state's flag like <laughs> they thing is they will jump onto these little things but, and if it is true that um the word ritual was put into the speech based off what tim stewart said yeah that is concerning because we know that was coming from someone from a QAnon perspective not a you know, sexual abuse survivor to the Royal Commission. This is coming from a different place. They want the word ritual yep. in there for way different reasons than, say, you know, a oh, sexual assault survivor. Absolutely. And you know, I think it, you're fair to point that out. But um, and it, it's important that people uh, take that away from the conversation. Um, now, there's been other stuff in the media recently that sort of stirred things up a bit. We're seeing a bit more on Twitter again. On all sides, um, I think all sides are being equally misbehaving on this. You know, the the COVID um, reinstitution of sort of COVID rules here in Victoria, where we are, as well as interstate. How are you seeing the social media activity on on that front? 
Well, depends which state it is, because uh, that'll depend. <laughs> that'll depend on this perspective. If there's a New South Wales outbreak and Victoria shuts the border, then it's Victorian authorities keeping citizens safe. If it's a Victorian outbreak and New South Wales shuts the border, it's New South Wales. It's New South Wales isolating itself from Victoria and trying to go on alone. You know, public health. You know, politics should not be with public health. Um, and people need to look at it, politics aside. If that was too, uh, if Glasborough's Euclid was, you know, Labour and, you know, or if it was, I was about to say Jodie McKay, no, if it was Chris Minns who was making that decision, they wouldn't be <laughs> objecting to it. No, they wouldn't. So people need to think of it from a public health perspective. Of course, then we've got the QAnon conspiracy theorists who are thinking, you know, it's it's the part to divide Australia and keep control and yada, 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 yada. I'm not going to go oh, into no, that. Then, then you've got the accelerationists who will, uh, um, uh, who are sort of anti-government types who populate the groups on yeah, the, the libertarians, Telegram. yeah, yeah. On Telegram. Um, Oh, no, no, libertarians are slightly different to accelerationists. No, 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 of course, of course. Um, <laughs> but in terms of, you know, keeping keeping the border shut or open, you know, that the decision will change that. And the fact is um, an outbreak in any state is, you know, terrible, regardless of the politics. Um, a natural disaster in each state. You know, we had those horrible comments during those Texas floods when people were saying, oh, Texas voted for Trump, you deserve this. What? What? You know, um, you know, if, if New South Wales ends up going into lockdown, and sadly that is certainly more of a possibility than it was at the very start of these cases, um, people shouldn't mock them like people shouldn't mock Victorians. Um, and uh, goodness knows what happens in Queensland with their case. It's, hap- it's, it's happening all over the East Coast. Every, everyone's getting it. Uh, and the North too, looks like. Anyone on the, uh, you know, right. God, I'm forgetting terminology. On the south side of Australia is getting COVID cases today. Um, you you know, Twitter's going to go a buzz no matter what the decision is. Someone will be unhappy. You can't please everyone. Um, but at the same time, I think overall, when you look outside of Twitter, it'll probably be slightly more popular because the fact is all state governments in Australia who have had an election since the pandemic began have been re-elected. And no matter what the people say about Berejiklian or Andrews, they're more than likely to be re-elected. Someone even admitted that on Peter Credlin's show um, the other week that Dan Andrews uh, is still popular. Berejiklian may be the only exception. I'm not saying that because she may have handled COVID well or not well, because I think their next state election is something like 2023, and there is a lot that could happen before then. I think yeah, even the federal election, you've got to look through the eye, through the eyes of the COVID um, COVID uh, benefit for, for the prime minister. Because exactly, if I this mean, wasn't COVID times, you know, with the um, what's happening with Christian Porter, the sports roar, all these you know, scandals that have happened in the government, um, people would be immediately writing them off in the next election. But uh, COVID can't... has shaken things up completely, which is why um, you cannot uh, rule them or any any party in Australia out for their next election um, if they haven't already had one already since about, you know, March this year. Yeah. But it's, it's Much last look... year, that is. 
uh, prediction. Now, um, of the two of us, you're the only one who's in secondary college and have to be had to sort of do home learning uh, um, during a recent period of time, but for much of last year. What, um, what what's the recent home learning experience been like? And it been sort of pivoting back to home learning difficult? Um, well, I don't, I don't, it hasn't been that difficult because, you know, done it all before. Um, uh, obviously three, uh, four lockdowns. We only did home learning three times the, that five day one, there are only three days of school we missed. So, you know, we didn't, um, the school certainly changed their approach, our school, and I believe a few other government schools. I'm in a government school. Um, um, last year was, you know, we and it was a good thing we kept to the same schedule that we would have normally during the day anyways um but yeah this one was a lot easier to manage because we had zoom lessons at the start of every single class on each day so we knew when the next class was starting or ending um and that helped us keep to the schedule last year was a bit tough because um at the end of each semester so semester one term one term two and semester two term three term four we're almost at, we're one week to go by the way of this term and this semester we switch from music and innovation to drama and art and that was very difficult to start a whole new class in high school because obviously first year of high school last year um to do that so this one was a lot easier i think um everyone understood i was providing covid updates at about midday each day um because that's uh about once we had the press conference which was all a bit of fun um but yeah it was it wasn't that you know difficult to do but it was another disruption and i think the uh it would have been the last uninterrupted term that um, people in Melbourne have had was term for 2019. So put that in perspective for you. Next term, you know, clean slate. Who knows? Could be another lockdown restrictions. Um, but let's hope not, eh? Yeah. Is there anything else that's come up in the past week that sort of made you look at look at the world of uh, look at look at a bunch of adults and go seriously? What yep, the uh, something that's happening right now, the potential nationals leadership spill. <laughs> seriously, that's no, seriously is my reaction. I mean, since I've been born, I we have had I've had Howard, Rudd, Gillard, Rudd again, Abbott, Turnbull, uh, Morrison. Uh, I can't count how many bloody uh, uh deputy people in the nationals. Um, but, you know, we've had, you know, Joyce, the Joyce scandal. Then it went to McCormack. Do we get Joyce again? Do we get Little Proud? Um, who knows what's going to happen? Um, <laughs> tomorrow is when they're saying it could happen. But, you know, it's. I'm saying it is not helpful to be changing leaders, um, you know, in what could be an election year. And that's why... Uh, I think Labor is sticking with Anthony Albanese, no matter what his polling is, because uh, fact is, if if they change that, it, you can imagine the government going off of that. Labor can't even stick to a leader. They haven't had a prime minister since that, but yet they've had so and so opposition leaders. You know, um, but 
they will jump on that. Um, and the fact is, no, regardless, no one's going to be happy. Jim Chalmers is probably the only one um, who may have, who's the likeliest to have a shot. Um, is, you know, is, I asked, is, I asked him that. that. He said he's happy to be a treasurer. But hmm. is that because he is one of the one of the top ranking Labor people who's done an interview with you? Uh, well, that's one reason. Uh, no, he obviously he he's got his pros. He, um, you know, a lot of people. Um, who might be swing voters like him because he's more of a centrist. Think of Biden, like, um, you know, you wouldn't have gotten uh, Sanders to win over all the Republicans in the US election. You had to get a moderate. Um, Chalmers, you know, he's got a shot, but at the same time, you, you can't change. So a lot of people have been saying this Labor's got to set up, set, step up their social media game on like YouTube, and, for example. Instead of what, oh, there goes your lighting. Uh, instead of what they've been doing now, and I've been seeing it on my TikTok feed, Labor's oh. been doing all these TikToks. And <laughs> I don't know why, because I don't know many 15-year-olds who are interested in uh, housing prices at that age. I'm not 15, I'm 13. I might be a little bit interested in that, not to buy it, but uh, for stories. But, you know, they, they, they would need to do something pretty drastic if they want a shot um again this nationals leadership we're going to have to be following that um i i love i i love good leadership spilled cover no matter which uh, is the party it's there's there's a difference because you can have the leaders resigning as we've had so many times opposition leaders um jody mckay only a few weeks ago but when they're pushed out in a spill lots of fun and uh it could happen in victoria too the victorian liberals leader might be gone um uh, Michael O'Brien, apparently Morrison government ministers what, uh, want him out. I'm a little peeved because I didn't ask the Liberal MP Brad Worswell whether he stands by the leader um, during the interview, I think it was last week. Um, <laughs> again, we'll have to wait and see. I, I am betting that both McCormack and um, uh, O'Brien will go by the end of this year. And quick clarification because I've been ranting here. Let's just remember for some people listening... Me saying I think they will go is not me being biased. I'm not saying I want them to go. I'm saying I think they will go. That's analysis, not bias. Big distinction there. And a lot of people on Twitter don't get it. I'll tell you that. Uh, well, uh, a lot of people on Twitter don't. And look, um, the uh, there's a there's a confirmation bias that comes through, and a lot of what people on Twitter talk about, I wouldn't worry about it. Last week, we heard a couple of... Can we focus briefly on Michael McCormack, given the Nationals thing? Last week, we heard um, a remark that Michael McCormack made about, you know, in response to a question related to the mouse plague, um, sort of mentioning that the mice should be relocated from the regions into the cities and let, let run loose all over the place. Uh, what did you think of that remark when you you heard it? I know what I thought. Um, what through the eyes of someone like yourself, you at your age, what what observation can you offer on that? Uh, well, you know, we've been doing the one worders uh, in this interview, so I'll say interesting. Um, obviously, you know, he um, McCormack's, you know, popularity is iffy um you know with this leadership school potentially um 
And of course, a lot of hardline conservatives not liking him. Uh, we spoke about just before um, we started recording uh, Alan Jones, never being a fan of him. And Jones has just been going at him uh, for um, the last week or so now. <sighs> you know, it's obviously always interesting when you've got the deputy prime minister in charge for a few days. Um, he always seems to make some interesting comment when he is deputy PM or, you know, acting PM rather. He's always deputy PM. When he's acting PM, like, for example, I think he made those All Lives Matter comment in January or February, and that one just got everyone talking. Uh, and now this um, wouldn't be good, though. Morrison leaves the country for a week, and then uh, the deputy party of his uh, coalition partner uh, has just lost their leader. That wouldn't be a good uh, welcome back party, would it? Um well, Morrison's in uh, Morrison's in to the quarantine at the moment at the lodge. Uh, he has to be having just come back from, you know, being yeah. away. Um, what, as- what I think's crazy is that the people talking about oh, Frydenberg's got to take a shot and uh, take over. Um, no, I. I- uh, if anyone's going to be the next Liberal leader, it's going to be Dutton. I'm not saying I want that to be the case, but um, Liberal isn't going to go back to, um, you know, further Liberal as in US kind of Liberal. Um, if anything, they're going to try to go more Conservative, more Abbott style, because we know what happened when they went with Turnbull in that 2016 election. Uh, no one liked that. You know, remember Andrew Bolt, um, who obviously, you know, has voted Liberal for a while. He was just losing it at that. Um, well, I mean, and well, liberals, yeah. liberals almost lost that election. Like, if if Turnbull was still leader in 2019, I believe we would have a Labor government right now. Um, you know, he, he clearly was never too popular, but of course now he's popular because he's teamed up with Kevin Rudd. Who would have thought? Uh, and that's all happened. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's going to be interesting um, to see what happens, you know, uh, with the Nationals and uh, with McCormack and whether McCormack would stay in the as an MP or whether he'd just leave entirely because, um, you know, it's it's a matter. Joyce, of course, we all know Barnaby Joyce stayed after, you know, something arguably a bit more scandalous that got him to leave as leader than um, McCormack just not being good, in quotation marks. Um, yeah, again, a wait-and-see kind of situation. Oh, look, we'll, uh, we'll certainly uh, watch the week unfold. Um, and, Leo, that, that's a nice a nice point at which to conclude, uh, conclude our chat today. Thanks for joining me again. It's been a lot of fun to catch up again. Anytime, and hopefully people can tune in uh, 6 News, 8pm Australia Eastern Standard Time. We'll be covering all these topics. Good on you. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye.